0: Many people have been asking me, how did I get my podcast up and running that quickly? Well, the secret is Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It can also help you to distribute a podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make money from a podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. If you're interested, find out more.
1: Welcome to more conversations here on Money Mind on CNA 938. I'm Stanley Leung, together with Chu Wei Lin. Now, while you and I look forward to ushering in the new lunar year at the end of next week, and parents, I assume, would be busy stuffing money into red packets for distribution before uh, before then, before Chinese New Year comes around, something else that's also being prepared by some of us, that's just some of us, not all of us, would be uh, that uh, we are preparing that resignation letter. Mm-hmm. And it's not, that is not something... Yeah, you're gonna say. I will. You're not surprising. I will. Okay.
2: (laughs) Don't put ideas in my head. (laughs) Now, it is typically around Chinese New Year hmm. when we see more workers leaving their jobs. But why this time of the year? And if you're a manager receiving such a letter from your staff, should you try to coax him or her to stay by maybe sweetening the employment package? And what are some telling signs that your staff may up and leave soon? While staff turnover is part and parcel of every organization's experience, what can be done to reduce or lessen having a rotating door?
1: Well, we'll put these Questions and more to our guest, Adrian Tan, Practice Leader of Future of Work Tech at People Strong, focusing on the Asia Pacific market. Adrian's been in HR since 2004, from recruitment businesses to career coaching agencies to HR consultancy and resume optimization platform. He's done it all. And he's also able to take your questions if you want to be part of our conversation. Please join us on the phone at 669 11938 or text us or WhatsApp us at 963 11938. Adrian, thanks for
0: joining us today. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Now, how prevalent are resignations around Chinese New Year time? Are we talking about more after Chinese New Year rather than before? Uh,
0: it would typically be more after Chinese New Year, right after Chinese New Year. And I think there's a few reasons behind it. Uh, I think first, of, first and foremost, uh, when... Most company, let's say it's related to bonus, uh, bonus will be given towards the end of the year, or it could be AWS. And it would take some time for you to spend that money, first of all, first and foremost. And second of all, even if you were to resign straight after, you still have to serve a notice period, depending it from a month to three months. So if you average everything out, it would typically, typically come in right after Chinese New Year.
2: So it's got nothing to do with Chinese New Year itself.
0: I think it really has nothing to do with Chinese New Year. It just happens that Chinese New Year typically are in the early part of the year. Uh, But having said that, I think New Year as a whole may have a larger effect because every time we go into a New Year, we'll be looking at new resolution, new things to do. And I think this build up and drive people to look at something new, something that they want to move into instead of what they have been doing for the longest time.
1: Yeah, and one of those resolutions could be a new job. Definitely, New title. Uh, are there certain, though, demographic groups that may be more footloose, if
0: you like? Demographic? Well, if we were to go into age-banding, then I believe the younger generation or younger demographic uh, would definitely be more into looking at different things. I think, firstly, because they perhaps have the larger opportunity, they have a larger base. I mean, I give. let me contrast it. If someone is currently a CEO and looking for another CEO job, there's only so many CEO jobs out there. Whereas if you're a millennial or someone in their 20s, you are still perhaps in a quite a junior role and there's a lot of opportunity for you out there. Uh, and that basically gives them more options to look at and of course, more motivation to look around.
1: All right, so that's more the the age bending side of things. Um, But what about gender? I wonder if there are any studies that have proven if if males or, or females are more attuned to want to try different things to keep moving around.
0: I don't have any research, I've seen any research on that. I Mm. think uh, by far it is quite a mixed bag depending on who you speak with. But anecdotally, I have seen more in the female demographic that tends to have uh, more jobs within a shorter period of time. Yeah, and it may not necessarily be something that happened during the Chinese New Year, but they tend to have more jobs over the same period of time.
2: Well, we've interviewed a lot of recruitment agencies, you know, over the past six months. And um, I think one of them mentioned that right now job security is uppermost on people's minds. So for, I mean, this year, do you expect a lot of job hopping to take place?
0: I think uh, that is always on a constant. Uh, Everyone will always feel that I have job security. I don't have to worry. Let me try to find something new until, of course, something hits the fan. Um, But I I think in today's context, job security, honestly, we have to accept it's no longer there. It is unlike the era of our parents where they'll be there from day one until the day they retire. It just doesn't happen anymore. Uh, You look at the most recent case of DFS. People have been working there for 20, 30 over years. Uh, And... If one would accept that, I think one would have the propensity to really upskill and relearn and look at more things and continue to reinvent yourself in order to make sure if the inevitable were to come and it will always come, you're more ready to handle that situation.
1: So if we're talking about, say, staff who have been loyal, right, we always associate those of older generations to be more loyal and faithful to one organisation. It, it could be just one organisation for all of their working life. Uh, but these days, for the younger people, I don't think that's, that even figures largely in the, in their minds that that's possible. Um, but with regard to being faithful to one employer for life, um, would you say that that's really an outmoded kind of uh, ideal? It doesn't happen anymore. Is it because organisations are also not being as as um, determined to want to keep stuff for a long period to, to earn their loyalty as well.
0: Uh, I think it could be due to quite a number of factors. Uh, firstly, even for, if we go back to the past and look at how traditional businesses would function, uh, you could be there for the longest time. And because the business keeps growing and growing and growing, there's monopoly, they're surviving well, they survived for the past 100 years, they're expected to survive for another 100 years. But in today's context, if you look at all this big conglomerate of monopoly, the likes of Sam SEMCorp, uh, ST Engineering, Uh, every one of them seems to have have taken a hit in modern days and when businesses are not well profits are not good there's only so much you can do to sustain people so from the business perspective it's really tough to to do all that Uh, so companies just have to be very nimble very very nimble and that means being very lean and being very lean may also mean that your opportunity to grow and to progress may not be as frequent as before so I think that naturally would uh, motivate people or force people to start planning what is better for their career, and it may not be within the same organization.
2: We're speaking with Adrian Tan, who is practice leader, uh, future of work tech at People Strong, focusing on the Asia Pacific market. And A- Adrian's been in HR since 2004, from recruitment businesses to career coaching agency to HR consultancy and resume optimization. Uh, and if you have any questions for him about resignations during the Chinese New Year period, do call us at six six nine one one nine three eight, or you can text us at nine six three one one nine three eight. Now, Adrian, what are some of the indicators that maybe a staff member is getting a bit fidgety and uh, looking to call it quits?
0: Uh, this would be coming from my recruitment days, and when we are trying to hit hunt people, we also want to find people that are low hanging fruit. That means people we've with- who may be keen to leave the company. And one of the telltale signs that we observe is when they update their picture on LinkedIn. Nothing else, just picture. Yeah, because they cannot update the content. It is too obvious. So they'll change the picture first. Picture also takes some time to produce. Uh, so this is one of the key telltale signs. And of course, some people may go beyond, make changes on LinkedIn here and there, changing their job title here and there. So all these may be telltale signs they're looking for something else because LinkedIn is only used for two purposes. One, find job. Next, to sell something. If you're not in sales, it's obviously the first one.
2: How important is it to have a photo on LinkedIn.
0: Uh, I would say it is actually quite important. In Singapore, and this is based on old data, uh, I think about a year ago, there's 2 million active Singapore users. LinkedIn. Uh, Right now, definitely, there's a lot more, uh, which also makes it very convenient for headhunters, recruiters to gravitate towards LinkedIn every time they have a new requisition. But LinkedIn, you can imagine, with so many search results, it's just like on Google. When you try to find something, it's not on page one. If it's on page 10, you don't really care. You research again. So making sure that you appear on the search result of headhunter on page one, number one, is very significant. And photo actually plays a part in that.
1: Right, especially if you're good looking. Well, I mean, okay, I mean dec- <laughs> decent looking or at least appropriate to what position you're applying for. Um, but with regard to you saying, you know, that there may be changes on the LinkedIn profile of a person, maybe the picture changes or is updated. Does that mean that um, HR uh, recruiters, for instance, are able to track when these changes are made on a prospective um, employee's Facebook, uh, LinkedIn page?
0: Uh, currently there's no mechanism on LinkedIn to automate all this so you still have to go in and monitor on a daily basis to see what have changed
2: you're safe but- Stanley
0: <laughs> yeah I'm safe
2: <laughs> but, uh, but I did change
1: it before I came back to MediaCorp okay Ta-da. so it worked um, but really what are the indicators besides say a photo being changed on your LinkedIn page that may tell an organisation or maybe the HR in that organisation that oh oh I think this staff is looking to be a little restless here
0: Uh, There could be multiple telltale signs. Let me share with you the most obvious one. Uh, This happened in my workplace before I started my recruitment business. Someone actually photocopied their resume and left it in the photocopier, forgot to take. I think that's the most (laughs) obvious telltale sign. You cannot have an excuse for that. But that aside, that being an outlier... I think uh, the telltale sign may be more obvious for your reporting manager. Because HR manager, unless you're in the HR department, wouldn't get to see you on a daily basis. So your hiring manager or reporting manager may get to see uh, and observe certain changes in your work. Obviously, things like uh, having longer lunches, coming in late, uh, going back a bit early, uh, Friday, Monday, share MC. You know, this kind of stuff. These are very obvious telltale signs that something is wrong.
2: Actually, is it that bad if you know, your hiring manager has a hint that you might want to leave? Maybe they'll give you a bigger bonus to entice you to stay? Is that likely to happen?
0: Uh, that might happen, assuming you have always been quite a decent performer, uh, which is also why when it comes to uh, any resignation, especially during the Chinese New Year, around the Chinese New Year period, uh, I think company has also risen to the fact that, okay, we need to be prepared. We need to buffer a set of budget to make sure all this are in place, so that we can make the appropriate counter offer when times come.
1: Yes, talking about counter offers as well, should that be something that all line managers um, and HR as well uh, should be always ready to to be able to provide that counter offer when they receive a letter that says. So and so would like to, you know, um, advise that I'd like to leave this organization, terminate my employee, um, kind of thing. Should we always be ready to make that counter offer to keep that staff?
0: Uh, it is an easy game to play, but of course, company will also have to bear in mind uh, when it comes to salary, it is never confidential. People will always talk about it at the pantry. So, if you were to give a counter offer to p- one person and if he or she were to share, everyone else would be perhaps doing the same thing, expecting the same result. So these are the tricky stuff that a company have to be mindful of. Of course, if you're in a very good position, you're the top performer of the company for the past three years, a uh, company can bend backwards just to accommodate to new requests. But if you're just average, so you need to know where you stand, lah. I think importantly. But oftentimes we
1: don't because again, there there, there may be confidential information on the bell curve. Where are you in that bell curve? Um, So is there any way we can, you can advise as to how we can find out where we stand?
0: Uh, HR, unfortunately, would never share all this because these are very confidential and also it opens up uh, room for dispute, which, again, no one wants to go into. But I think an easy way is just to check with your peers, check with your colleagues within the same department, maybe also interdepartment, just to get them their feedback on how they think you are doing in work. Uh, am I doing well? Am I Am I messing up? What can I improve on? And if most of these people are telling you good stuff, then obviously you pro- probably is on the right track.
2: Well, uh, on the flip side, let's say you've indicated that you want to leave and your HR or boss has come back with a counter offer. Will you appear to be weak or wishy washy if you accept?
0: Uh, I think it also depends on the reason that you give when you decided to leave. If it is, uh, is, let's say, related to, oh, I need to take care of my kids or I need to resign. Oh, you give me 1,000 more. Okay, okay, I'll stay, I'll stay. So, I think your boss will also be able to tell you're trying to pull a fast one and they may also have an impact in further negotiation and conversation. So, you have to make sure that the right story is being deployed from the get-go and make sure you stick consistently to it because if it's really about childcare issue, it's not so much about the money. It's more about work flexibility.
1: Right. And replacing staff that leave the organisation can be also a very expensive um, um, project, I suppose, to do. Uh, although we all recognise that staff turnover is a very natural part of any organisation, but really, given the fact that it is a costly um, you know, process to replace people who leave the organisation, what can... Line managers, business leaders, HR, due to negate coming to that point where you know your your good talents are actually leaving um, leaving the company
0: there's been a pretty old survey by Gallup that shows that 68% of people resign because of their manager so actually a lot of stuff can be done by the management I think first and foremost is really to listen to your people to embrace the feedback that they may give you whether it's good feedback bad feedback doesn't really matter I think the key thing is you want to motivate them to be creative Mm. and to share insights with you because end of the day when it comes to your competitive edge it is really the people that you have and the creative that they and feedback that they give you on a on a very regular basis Uh, over and above of course there's a lot of engagement stuff that you could do you could do engagement survey you can do pulse survey you can uh, have a very solid and consistent onboarding process you can make communication much more seamless over communicate like within my company we have a communication tool called zippy we use it a lot to communicate with each other we even use the app to send out kudos, to uh, do quick poll, survey. And that really helps, especially given that in today's context, a lot of people are more comfortable operating a smartphone than a computer. Did you just say over communicate? Yes, over communicate. That's right. Right.
2: Well, um, when it comes to the exit interview, what should the employee say?
1: Or even on the flip side of it, what should the HR person see out that will be useful for them moving forward?
0: Okay, uh, when it comes to exit interview, I think uh, if you don't ask me like 20 years ago, I will just tell you, ah, just say everything, lah. just say everything from, from the bottom of your heart. But I think in today's context, because even though we are much more connected, the world is also getting much smaller as well, uh, you want to make sure there is always room for you then. You will never know what would happen because the, the company that you may be joining may be acquired by your previous company. Ah, then what are you going to do then? So you may, you want to, you may want to point out stuff that will be helpful, but always make sure that you're pointing out things and not the people. Yeah, it should not be a character assassination and point out stuff that they, you, be, you believe company can actually take steps to improve upon. Uh, and from the HR perspective, of course, trying to understand what can be done better what could be improved upon uh, and you could ask questions like uh, if you want to change certain things within the organisation, if there's one thing you could change within your control, what would that be? And I think such question actually tells you a lot.
1: Right, well, definitely a lot of uh, insights there on what we should be considering uh, if we're thinking about uh, putting in that letter or even thinking about uh, what we should be asking that candidate who is putting in that letter. Uh, we have been hearing from Adrian Tan, Practice Leader of Future for a future of work tech at people strong and they focus on the APEC market you can visit their website at peoplestrong.com or adrian's website itself uh, he's got his own website adriantan.com.sg, to find out more about uh, things to do with hr thank you so much adrian for joining us and uh, giving us some insights as to hr hiring and res- res- uh, resignations uh, this part of the year